The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus creator meetups, networking and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. Everything that you wrote about how it seemed wrong, I'm just dying laughing. Like, yes, you literally measured twice. Why would you measure twice? <laughs> so you measure only twice, to cut, cut once. once. Why would you want to cut <laughs> twice? What? No, you don't cut twice. You measure once and you cut once. No. Nope. Oh, my nope. God. Why do you measure twice? Someone my it my dad would beat the shit out of you right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? My dad Why? has no idea about this movie or about what you're saying, but he is furious right now just by, like, psychic instinct. God-awful movie. 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 Well, welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because atheists have to make their own karma. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know, Straw? <laughs> you guys know Straw? I do well, know just make Straw. Sure. That's important that we all know Straw. Yes, Go ahead. absolutely. And sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Corbett Benson is a very good-looking man. Let me tell you, strong, brave. <laughs> he is a good-looking man. What? He's ridiculously good-looking yeah. in this, but he's 60-something? Yeah, no, he's looking all right. He's impressive. All right, so tell us, Heath. Let's put some context to these opening jokes. What? <laughs> Let's just talk about Corbin Burnson some more. I don't know. L.A. Law? What? Other what? than Corbin Burnson's surprisingly sculpted bod, what will we be breaking down today? He's like Roger Dorn still, man. Remember Major League? He's like, God, he's looking good. All right, whatever. Fuck. All right, we watched The Last Straw. It's the story of the biblical significance of straw. I, I don't fucking know. I, I checked out early on this one. Nothing happens. I don't care. I was so curious how you were going to summarize that. I was just like, there's nothing for him here, though, really. Nothing happens in this movie a Nothing series happens. of porn setups in an attempt to sell you an even more judgy elf on a shelf like what can you right yeah. it's like heath's life great <laughs> and eli how bad was this movie well if you loved item number six on christianity today's fun christmas projects for a family on a budget article <laughs> you will love this movie the whole thing i kept expecting them to turn to camera and be like and we've only got a hundred of these mangers left guys they are flying off the shelves we've dressed everyone over the age of 13 in this movie like they're going to prom so let's get these out of the door i've got some cocaine to do all right so I have to point this out. There's a, we were having problems with Pure Flix, so I had to find a new way to watch this. And there were three reviews of this movie on Amazon. I couldn't watch it on Amazon. You can only get the DVD there, apparently. But there were three reviews on it. These are what the three reviews said in their entirety. Tom wrote, 
wholesome family flick. Uh, a person without a name on there, just none wrote, okay. But I, I <laughs> that's the whole thing. That's okay. in its entirety. <laughs> so, but Jenny T was my favorite. She went minimalist. Her review literally reads movie. Yep. <laughs> I feel like she nailed it though, right? Like if you apply mom's, if you can't say something nice rule, that is literally the most you can say <laughs> about this film. It's, it's like true. the guy from Catch-22 bleeped out her entire review <laughs> yeah, of the <right>. movie. <laughs> Fuck adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst content warning. Um, this is from uh, the Dove Christian channel. By the way, that's how I watched it for free on Amazon. I signed up for a, a week <laughs> See, I always forget to unsign up for that shit and end up paying for it. That's why I just went ahead and paid for it at ChristianCinema.com. You got to unsign up right away. You still get the whole week is what I learned. Oh, right on. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they they let me watch it for free because I'm name at (laughs) mail.com. Right, yeah. uh Name eight or whatever it is by now. So here's the warning they gave. (laughs) It says sex, kissing by a couple. Language, little brat, one, little shrimp, one, big oinker, one. What? What? You're dumber than me, one. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the language part of the warning. Uh, one other warning. Yes, please. The one other one is amazing. The only boy in the family states, I hate girls, but he changes his mind later on. <laughs> which means, which means. They show this to like a test audience of Christian people. And this eight-year-old boy said, I hate girls. And somebody was like, faggot, that better, he better, kid better fuck a vagina in act three. So help me God, I will fucking kill somebody. They better shock that boy. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to let you finish your fantastic Corbin Benson Hallmark vehicle. Oh my god! Like the the Dove Foundation warnings give me so much joy. That is an unending supply of joy, especially if you've already watched the movie. If we ever get crazy billionaire money, can we just walk into the Dove Foundation building and have a conversation? I feel like we'd kill. It'd be their mass shooting. We'd be there, Charlie Hebdo, just having a chat. They'd just be diving out the windows and shit. All right, so I was going to go, and you you mentioned this already in the content warning. I was going to go with best worst little brat. Yes! Okay? The older sister in this movie is my spirit animal. Kelly! Oh, Ke- Kelly is amazing. Kelly. That's like that's like 90% of my notes is like, ah, oh, Kelly made me really happy just now. She hates the movie so much, and it's the best. She hates it, and she never changes. No. From moment one to moment 131, she's just like, uh-huh, fuck your face. The Grinch <laughs> with a vagina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, my best worst, I'm pretty sure it's just for me, but I had a really hard time because a lot of this movie is Mm anti-bully. So I I call it best worst temptation because they just... Oh, Jesus. I wrote so many interstitials that would never be performed, everybody. (laughs) And then we'll get to it. We'll get the payoff for this bullying thing 
is I literally walked. I paused and walked away. I was like, no, Satan. Mm-mm, you will I, not tempt me. <laughs> I got to the point of the movie that you're talking about, and I was surprised to see that there were still notes from that point on from you. I was like, he didn't implode? Really? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We've still got to try to distill a plot out of this movie. So while we game plan that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the off-topic praise of Corbin Burnson's physical prowess. That is The Last Straw. From the makers of The Last Straw. Boy, I sure do love Christmas. Me too. Shove it in your dick holes. Comes the story of a little girl who learned to love an awful lot. You're the little sister I've always wanted. I will stab you in the eye socket and make a slurry of your brain. I fucking hate you. Coming this Christmas, Kelly. You know, I've always thought Choke that on Christmas- a dick! Oh, hey there, podcast listener. It's me, Santa. And what's this in my bag of toys? That's right. It's a god-awful movies live show in Dallas, Texas on January 12th. That's right. The boys are escaping their various hellhole home states to come to your hellhole home state. But that's not all. Do you have a good little boy or girl in your life who deserves their damn tickets as a gift? Buy your VIP or Platinum Night tickets before December 15th and we'll record a very special personalized gift message for you to stuff into someone's stocking. Just send an email with the name of the gift recipient and the kind of ticket to godawfulmovies at gmail.com and you can give the gift of Eli's naked ass this holiday season. God Awful Movies, live January 12th in Dallas, Texas. Buy your tickets soon, or I'll fuck your dad. Oh! <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're not even past the whimsical title font before I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I-, I love that it comes up while the Bridgestone logo is still there, too, so that they have two different fucking unrelated fonts on the screen together in a goddamn mess. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start off on like little cartoon caricatures of all the various actors. Now, is it me or did Madison Bontempo shoot down the cartoonist or something. Because her cartoon looks so evil. He's like, I'm going to draw her and make her look like a bitch. It's <laughs> the best. Uh, but No, no, only... it's the second best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the best <laughs> only until we get to the cartoon of Corbin Benson, which I can only imagine was drawn by Corbin Benson. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, Corbin Benson clearly yelled, sharper at these animators <laughs> until his cartoon was chiseled yes. with crazy sharp edges everywhere. It's Never absurd. looked more badass than he does in that cartoon. And also, in addition to all of the caricatures of actors, we're also going to see baby Jesus at the beginning in the cartoon. Yeah. Apparently, baby Jesus grew up in a bird's nest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, straw. Yeah. And he's wearing a little Desert wear onesie? (laughs) Would they have that? I feel like no. It's weird that everyone thinks that baby Jesus was in like Prince of Arabia get up when he was born. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) 
All right, so the cartoon fades to reality at a suburban house in Riverside, California, where we're going to meet kids that will argue for the rest of the goddamn movie. Yeah, this movie begins with the world's most effective birth control. I walked out of this scene and I kicked Anna in the stomach for no, just in case of berries. (laughs) Sweep the leg. Now, I wrote my notes. I'm like, this is why children should be reared in pens. Now, that's not worth mentioning now, but it'll come back later. Yeah, it will. It really will. Yeah. So, okay. So the kids are arguing over who gets the remote. Uh, Daughter wants to watch something else, but this kid is a big fan of public domain black and white films. I'm watching my Buster Keaton, cunt. Get off the remote. Uh, This is where we meet mom, who looks like Skeletor's trophy wife. That's what I have her down as. Oh, I mean, she looked good when she first walked in, but then... She got, they got way close up on her and she got scary. She's, she's got like a, a zoom two face going on. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. And she like up close, she was like welterweight Hillary swank on like a bunch (laughs) of steroids all of a sudden. It was scary. All right. So yeah, the kids are fighting and then they all decide to play music badly. They each have themselves an instrument. And I'm just going to say. Any mother who buys a drum set, a violin, and a trumpet for her children deserves what she gets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But this is where we meet special kid for the first time in the movie. What instrument does he get, Eli? He gets a kazoo. So um, (laughs) it's not intentional, but the child that will play the kazoo in this scene uh, gets painted as, shall we say, a little bit different. He will... (laughs) The actions he will do in their entirety are ask questions to demonstrate he doesn't have object permanence. Yep. Eat things that aren't food and play a gazoo. The end. That is all this kid will do. That is his entire character arc. Yeah. Sometimes people just put, you eat stuff. It's a creative thing. It's sometimes it's a sign of genius. You just put random, you don't know. Not necessarily. I don't think we should judge that part of it. And this is also where mom introduces the fact that cousin Jordan is going to come stay with them over Christmas because she got in some trouble. Now, given the movies that we watched and the fact that I was on ChristianCinema.com to get this, I assume she got caught doing lesbian shit. Oh, well, again, I'm pretty sure that this movie crossed its shooting with a bunch of, like, stepdaughter porn Mm -hmm. as well. So they were just like, great, we'll use the setups for our movie, and then you guys can just take the (laughs) fuck scenes. We'll use the same house. We'll get the kids out by two in the afternoon. Oh, my God, like they made this movie just by Ed Wooding together a bunch of porn intros. It all makes sense now. Yeah, and that's why Corbin Benson was in it. Yeah. (laughs) If you told me Corbin Benson also got three blowjobs on this set, I'd be like, oh, that's why Corbin Benson was in this movie. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, mom sure is all mom doubt. Um, And then we cut to that night. Dad is there. Dad's an interesting looking human. Dad looks like he showed up to the set of Survivor (laughs) with a mouthful of bugs. (laughs) He is rough. He looks like Chuck Norris got shipwrecked. It's, it's not good, huh? On an island with a lot of food, right? Like way <laughs> to like Crab Island. Yeah. Uh, like Jesus uh, forgot to get crucified and became a paper towel mascot instead. <laughs> <laughs> looks ridiculous. And he's he's clearly funny guy. He's yes. Christian movie funny guy. Two people said he was funny one time. So he's the lead of this comedy movie as far as they're concerned. Yeah. 
He yeah. kills it at TGI Fridays after church on Sunday. With <laughs> great puns. And at one point here, like, so mom's complaining about how the kids won't calm the fuck down. And she's like, I don't know. What if I crate them up like little puppies? Now, first of all, I was kidding. Secondly, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're trying to think of things that are normally crated up and you come up with puppies. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was terrifying. Also, they tried to like improvise at this point. Too. Yes. Oh, yeah, like, they did. What if we put the kids in little crates? You. You riff on that now, riff and go. Riff I'll, and go. I'll spray them like in Rambo, and there, there's sort of an implied <laughs> rape. He says, Remember I'm when they're hose old? them down. This is a Mitt Romney Christmas, apparently, where they think of puppies, they think of putting them in crates and hosing them down. No, or fuck. Y yes, and wait. Yeah. <laughs> we should beat the kids with hoses. What? <laughs> what did I say? Michael Blackout. Vick steps into form. <laughs> hey, guys, I heard we're doing Christmas together. <laughs> I was a football player, I'm pretty sure. I, Eli only knows about me because I hurt animals. Yeah. All right, so now we cut to Dad bringing Cousin Jordan home. He apparently just ran out to the 80s and grabbed her. Ooh, I wrote in my notes, oh, now we know what she did wrong. She started a porn in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> born in the early 90s yeah i checked on that by the way <laughs> she's uh 22 when they made this so so it's a little better all the Good thoughts you. that you had were perfectly fine yeah, maybe embargo on the physical that's appearance. a little old for you actually 22 all right um, how old yeah. were you when they made this <laughs> all right but yes enough. so jordan is Under. spectacularly hot she's way too pretty to be in this movie and honestly she's too talented to be in this movie and she's not particularly talented i got it. she is very attractive but it's got that like super fragile attractive thing going on it's like brittle you could see like just any day she could go from like 24 to 25 and she'll shatter into terrible you know absolutely yeah she instantly goes into PTA secretary. You turn your eyes away for a second. Bam! Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, had she, the, she had the look of somebody that, like, in a bar fight, you just break her in half and weaponize her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no glassing me with my wife. Come yes. on, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> you gotta pay for all this surgery now to make her look worse. All right, so now... <laughs> all right, so now the, we have to really drill down on what a bitch Kelly is. It's a she walks in. She's like, Jordan's going to be staying in your room. Right. And Kelly's like, how many dicks you take in your ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kelly's entire character in this is to wait until there's no one saying anything and go, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. She's the best. I love Kelly. <laughs> but everybody else, I hated everything they were saying. Oh, it was yeah. like. I wasn't even hearing words at this point. It was just all running together into shitty noises, just like M's and vowels. If those are the noises the actors actually started making at a certain point, I'd be 0% surprised. I don't even know that I'd notice. Yeah. All right. So now Eric, Eric is the the older boy. And Eric has to go out to get the rest of Cousin Jordan's luggage. This is where we're going to meet his neighbor, Landon, a college-age boy who's about Jordan fucking age. <laughs> he might as well be a puzzle piece that's shaped like all the things Jordan is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 
I'm home from college where I play America. Am I going to see you later for a generic American activity? Scene. Stop saying scene. Yes. Cut. All right. Shall we pivot the story? Yeah. Okay. We can pivot around you. And also, this is where we see Corbin uh, Burnson. And he's looking embarrassed to have not died young. Think about how much better we'd feel about this guy. His legacy would have been had he died around L.A. law or so. I think uh, Corbin Benson thinks about that a lot. <laughs> Corbin Burnson, Johnny Ratzenberger, Harry Anderson. Lot. Yeah, ruin a lot, a lot of them for those. us. All right. So now what we need to know about Landon is that he's a quarterback at his college, despite having me arms. <laughs> he is that absolutely not a quarterback. Nonsense. <laughs> At this point, I was like, okay, if this kid throws a fucking football and somebody catches it without a cut, I will vote Republican in 2020. I swear <laughs> to God. Safe bet. You know what? Spoiler, not going to be voting Republican in 2020. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So now that little boy goes back in to give Jordan some shit about her luggage and how much she has. And it's hilarious because it's so little. It's like, both of those bags could easily nest inside of one of Eli's travel bags. Okay, I have medications. <laughs> and they're making these huge jokes about, <laughs> look at how much stuff she has to take to travel. Oh, And again, it's the best because everyone's going around doing like Christian movie jabs, but Kelly, the fucking MVP of this movie, <laughs> every time it's her, her turn, just gets so real. It's like, what What do you have in here? A bunch of condoms so you can blow everyone in a truck stop? Okay, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> your line is lead weights. Lead weights to shove inside yourself? Okay. You know what? Come on. Look at the rash on her face. She's not using condoms to blow people in truck stops. <laughs> Just like our listeners. Am I right? <laughs> All right. No Connie's. So now the key, the, the key action of this scene apparently is that they're all going to have a family day, but the kids can't decide what to, what to do on family day. Eric wants to play football and Kelly wants to go ice skating. The little girl wants to play on the trampoline. The little boy wants to eat ice cream. <laughs> His answer was ice cream, which yeah, was, which was fantastic. Yep. <laughs> But all together, it sounded fucking amazing. Football, ice skating, trampoline, ice cream. What? <laughs> yeah, if you can figure out a way to do the trampolines on the ice skates, that is the world's perfect oh. sport. You just put giant piles of ice cream at the end zone. It's, oh. oh. <laughs> right. But uh, cousin Jordan doesn't care. She's being just like, you know, apathetic bitch. And honestly, apathetic Football, ice skating, trampoline, ice cream sounds even better. Like, that would be the funniest thing to watch. People angrily doing that. But they decide, instead of doing any of those things, to, um, you know, talk about how young and spry and handsome Corbin Benson is. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So they decide, okay, we're going to just pull names from a hat, and whoever's name we pull gets to decide. So Eric pulls the name, and they, they decide they're going to play football. And they're like, ooh, we can get Corbin Benson to play. And Jordan is like, isn't he an old guy who's been washed up since 1997? And they're like, no, he is in amazing shape. <laughs> With their eyes wide, like they're fling they're writing help on napkins and putting them into a Taco Bell bag. Punch him in the abs right now. Just imagine his abs and try to punch him. They're Can't. amazing. Can't do it. I expected like the next line to be Corbin Benson wearing a skin mask of the little boy. No, he looks great. <laughs> He's fantastic. Right, mom and dad? They're just covered in tears and blood. Yep. 
Even I like Corbin Burnson's abs. They're amazing. Fuck the rest of you. Okay, and now we cut to what you could make the argument is the plot of the film, which is Eric trying to take a shit despite there being so many women in the house. (laughs) Yeah, he can't get a turn in the bathroom. I, I wanted so bad for him to just start peeing on the door. You're like, all right, okay, you're gonna keep cutting me. Here's this is what happens. This is what, what happens. What did we all learn today? What did we Everybody all lock learn? eyes with me? I'm pissing and shitting all over this area every time you go in and out. Yeah. So, but all the little girls keep cutting in front of him when he tries to go in and take a shit. So then he has to run next door to take a shit at the neighbor's house. And this leads to maybe the most awkward effort at a transition in this entire movie, you know, where Corbin Burnson's like, ah, I remember when you were a young lad, Landon, and always had to take a shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's so weird. He's like, yeah, little Eric reminds me of you, always holding his pee and his shit until the last minute. (laughs) What? How? How was that pattern established? What the fuck was happening? And Corbin Burns is just like, uh, son, son, uh, how how many more minutes before you, you shot yourself that time? Was it like if you just, I mean, it, just now, if you had waited, how many more minutes before you had shot your pants? Just what, what, what would that have been for you? Three? Great. Okay. Type it into the spreadsheet. I have have a weird spreadsheet, but it's there. Type it in. No, the graph will auto-adjust itself, son. You don't have to do that. No, you just just type in three in the right column. No, that's that's not the right column. It's on a Google Doc. I can see from down here you did it wrong. I'll just do it. And there's also this amazing moment where it's supposed to be sweet and touching, but it comes across as, hey, Grandpa, while I've been gone, have you been spending a lot of time with children you're not related to? And he's like, oh, yeah, we do projects together, spend a lot of time alone. He's like, cool, cool. <laughs> but stop this, visiting now. This movie has no awareness of anything like that. And speaking of which, this is where he's going to ogle Jordan, right? So, like, as uh, Landon and Gramps are talking about how he used to have to take a shit when he was a kid, Jordan runs by in her running gear. This is clearly the first time this human has run. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, she, like, seemed convinced that they were going to do a still photo at some point in there, right? Well, she tries to do a bounce. You can see the actress. We're going to do, like, the slow motion bouncy thing. So you can see the actress just, like, hopping up and down. (laughs) Like, "Is, is this making my body? Bounce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Landon sees Jordan and he falls in love. And then uh, Corbin Burnson says, all right, let's go have some sad piano music time about dead grandma. Right. <laughs> he literally interrupts his fantasy thing. He's like, grandma's dead. Grandma's dead. That kill your boner. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> no. <laughs> and of course, this is when uh, like the kid comes back out having now shit. And he tells him about family football day and how he wants Corbin Burnson and Landon to play along with them, right? Oh, and this is amazing. This is a family football game, and Corbin Burnson is like, I'll fucking crush you. I just wrote in my notes, ah, Corbin Burnson related to Heath. Yes. Oh, he's the, thank you that I take your compliment, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, well, you know, it's just a game, and he's like, fuck you. That's what people who lose start saying before the game even starts. There are winners and there are losers. Oh, I love Grandpa Corbin right here. He's amazing. And he will continue to be 
wildly way too aggressively competitive yeah. throughout. It's the best. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to cut to one of the laziest montages in the history of film. Okay. So there's supposed to be a montage of Jordan running, but this actress was not like she ran for 80 seconds and they made a 90 second montage about it. Right. The background never changes. The trees behind her don't even move significantly between these shots. Oh, and it's gross. It's just like one of many signs that another person on this production is trying to fuck this high school girl. Uh, this time it's like 22. the director clearly just being like, all right, let's get you a nice long running scene. Really explore your acting chops. You're very <laughs> talented. <laughs> You're very, very talented. Music guy, play piano for the talented actress right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she starts getting a little tired. Not you know, not sweaty, tired. No, I mean, just, she's not going to sweat because no one in this movie has ever run. But, you know, she sits down for a, a mope. Yeah, right. She sits down to be sad and brooding near a rainbow from a moment for a moment. But then, OK, but then she, when she's running home. She comes across a puppy in Corbin Burnson's yard. Right. So she she takes it up to the door and she's like, hey, is this your dog? He was out in the front yard. And Corbin Burnson's like. That dog can go fuck himself with a chew bone. You keep him. Yeah, I, and I'm supposed to like this character. I'll fucking stab him in the dick. <laughs> like, yeah, you want my dog? I don't care. Yeah, well, they redeem him a bit for that. But yeah, it takes a long fucking time. Anyway, so she goes to leave and uh, we have to have yet another scene where Landon's like, I am the love interest for that character. This is also where we learn what she did wrong. Oh, which is right. very important. We right. learned that she was a bully. She was sent away to live with relatives for the holidays for bullying. Yep. They do that now, Eli. You got to be she careful. Beating kids up? Like, I would. <laughs> I was surprised by this. No. I, no. I wish. We're going to find out what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's a slow reveal because this movie doesn't have much. What she did wrong is a very slow reveal. Does emotional bullying count? Is that bull like yes? Okay. Is that okay. what society has so come to? So we delete to? my interstitials, and then he's just allowed to say stuff. <laughs> well, uh, I can edit all guidance kind of counselor. Back. Like all all of middle school was just one giant everyone being a bully like that. I don't yeah. know. Like that's how you learn to jam your feelings to deep down and never let anyone yeah. see them. It's healthy. <laughs> I don't understand how you're going to get to become a healthy I, adult if you don't like Keith. everybody bully each other yeah. emotionally. All right. Three, two, one, bully. Go. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't do kids programs for the scathing atheist. Never get calls from Camp Quest. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now Jordan brings the puppy back to the family and everybody's really happy about the puppy. And there's a moment where the mom's bracelet gets caught on her necklace. And yes! in the background, she's trying to disentangle it for a solid three minutes. It's the I saw nothing that happened yes! in this scene because it is comic perfection while this woman's just like, ah! oh, God. Oh. <laughs> cut fucking <laughs> she's getting attacked by a cat on her face at the same time. It's the yeah. best. <laughs> Wearing this Marina Menundas original. <laughs> and by the way, I, I should note, I feel like the dog is my favorite character and not just because it's a dog, but also because in every single scene with the dog, the dog's like, I am not a movie dog. <laughs> oh, 
this puppy hates everybody. <laughs> hates these actors is what I feel like. I feel yeah. like he has good taste. It's like a good <laughs> taste in cinema puppy. who's just like, get the fuck Oh, like everything. They're always trying to like force hugs on him. And he, every motion he makes is just like, please don't touch me. Please don't yeah. touch me. <laughs> Before the end talented. of this movie, this dog will bite Corbin Benson and the movie will continue and pretend <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to it. Yep. And he'll just go, <laughs> what a good dog. <gasps> All right. So now we're going to cut to Eric um, playing backyard football in the front yard like a fucking idiot with Landon and Gramps. Apparently they didn't have backyard budget. Oh, I wanted Gramps to full tackle this child and then chant over his body so badly. We get so <laughs> close to that, right? It's not the kid. It's the college kid. But OK, but before that can happen, Jordan has to run by in slow motion in case we didn't really get it the first time. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and they tried to make her extra attractive using the slow-mo again, but it backfires so hard. Like, she turns to camera and smiles, but it like, it was like she was proud of a shit she just took. <laughs> and like, the slow-mo just made it longer and crazier. But yeah, like, right. But like, in a bad way, I feel like I gave a bad example just now, but like, in, it was not attractive is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But again, his fantasy gets broken because grandpa's like, stop ogling. I want to fight this child. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and he throws a pass. We get a cut. Um, and then the kid catches it <laughs> yeah, and then just, does a backflip. Yeah, the kid had his touchdown celebration down, Pat. Yeah, the kid actually caught the ball and did a crazy, impressive, like, ninja move with a flip. Yes! And like, yeah, and he could dance. And the movie yeah. never addresses it. Like, that's obviously why the kid's in the movie. But they're never like, oh, right. Our child can do a backflip. If when I have children, they can do a backflip, that's all they'll ever do. People will come into my house, flip. <laughs> People will finish a meal, flip. <laughs> and by the way, okay, so at, during this pass, Gramps, Corbin Burnson, tackles the fuck out of Landon. <laughs> and Landon yeah. gets up going like, hey, man, it's two-hand touch. And like, this is not a funny affect, right? The movie thinks it is. The movie thinks Clearly. it's a quirk. Yeah, no, yeah. who blitzes the automatic QB in 1v1 football? <laughs> yeah, what the right, fuck is wrong exactly. with you? Doesn't even make sense to even run towards him, let alone tackle him like a crazy person. <laughs> right? He just hits him with his car. My wife is dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now the kids are fighting in the living room again. Um, it, Okay, I have to point this out because I love this scene so much. There's an establishing shot of this inflatable snowman in their front yard, but we're only seeing it from the waist up. And then we're going to cut to the kitchen where mom's running water in the sink. But we hear the sink water before we cut to the kitchen. For So for just a second, it sounds like the snowman is just taking a massive horse-like piss. <laughs> right? Like, am I... It no, nope, I was with you. All I could think about oh, for that That'd scene. be a great front yard thing to fuck with the asshole who has way too much Christmas shit across the street from you. You just got Heartful. like a peeing snowman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now the kids are fighting again. They're fighting over grapes. Uh, Eric doesn't want to share his grapes. This is the worst. Fuck it. It's so unpleasant to watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> a little behind the scenes here, though. Heath has entirely spent this scene coaching people on how to fight over grapes. <laughs> yeah. 
If somebody's trying to grab your grape, just shove the entire wad in your mouth. Just all the grapes right in the wad. Huge, huge wad of grapes in your mouth. Go Or pee on the grapes. You just pee all over the grapes. And that would around. make sense because they wouldn't let him pee earlier. Yeah. Or just pee on the couch. Shit on the couch. There's so many options. You don't have to share at that point. Nope. I, I got to say, at this point, I put in my notes like we're 25 minutes in and the plot of this is Noah is watching a movie. <laughs> right so the kids are having a fight mom breaks down right she loses her shit she wanders out of the house leaving the fighting children on their own with the new alone. puppy alone yeah yeah mom ran out of spoons from a grape fight <laughs> yep. she can't even she left a house full of kids to so she could go cry yes. yep. somewhere else about a grape fight and a puppy barking. This is the worst parent. And not just cry, but call her husband and demand that he comes home from work to mediate the grape fight. And he, he does. <laughs> and he, he comes does. home. He's Can like, you come yeah. outsmart our children? Yeah, she calls him. I She's will like, the kids leave won't my stop work. Fighting. The dog is barking. I thought at this point in my career, I'd be able to emote, and I can't. It's... <laughs> oh. Oh, it's the best. And he does. He literally, he walks out of his job as a car salesman. He li We see him. He's like, this is a car. It's a car. You, you buy. One second. I got to take this phone call. Through. What's that? Grapes. I'll be right there. <laughs> yes. Oh, but so after she gets off the phone with him, though, she looks across the street where there's a manger scene and she notices the straw. Like the title of the movie. What? <laughs> Just like... A piece of straw appears overhead like bing next to a light bulb. <laughs> Lights on fire. All right. I got now. We're going to start a Pier 1 Imports out of our house. <laughs> what? All right. So dad gets home. He runs up to mom. He's like, are the grapes okay? <laughs> it's the best. I wanted him to walk in and the kids are all just choking to death on grapes. Yeah, right. Because they're terrible parents. <laughs> All right. So they go inside and, and they're like, the kids are like, mom, are you mad? Are you going to beat us? And she's like, Shh, the camera's on. And she tells him, she's like, I have a great idea for a new Christmas tradition. <laughs> yeah. And the husband's like, great. So, I mean, could, could you have like verbalized this with words like in a text? Or... <laughs> Did you? <laughs> do I have to? Because if it, like, does this, is it, are you about to do an interpretive dance? Because if it's not, <laughs> it's fucking stupid and I need to go back to work where I'm gainfully employed. <laughs> um, or at least I was what? before. Go. You're the worst. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so she says, we're going to make a crib for the baby Jesus. And I just wanted to cut to Jordan, like dialing 911 off to the side, you know, <laughs> Give, giving herself a black eye with a bag of peas. Sorry, guys, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hitting me. Come on. <laughs> oh, God, I got to get myself. Would a good. bag of peas do that? Yeah, that's how you give yourself a fake black eye. What? Oh, well, it's a real black eye, but <laughs> you give yourself a fake one with makeup. With All right. Black face. But, but the idea <laughs> But the idea that she's had that dad had to come home from work for is that they're going to do they're going to make a little manger and then they're going to do good deeds for each other. And every time they do a good deed, they'll put one piece of straw in the manger. So it, it has to be a secret. Right. Well, right. It has to be a secret good deed. So this is when we realize that this movie's title is a partial entendre. 
right? Because <laughs> because last has nothing to do. It's just like they they looked up straw euphemisms and went with the first one they could find, right? Yeah, yeah. they had a whole cut scene where they break a camel's back and they they cut it because it was really gory. <laughs> Tarantino bought the footage. <laughs> Yep, they went with a, a tundra, I guess. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is where the movie punted. They were just like, all right, we are really bad actors. This is terrible. We're, we're just going to fucking add a Jesus thing and sell it uh, to Pure Flix, I guess. Because yeah. this, this is going so, like, we need to just punch it out into the fairway and be a Christian movie. We're <laughs> laying up. We're fucking laying up. Oh, and this is, again, great. Where the little Jandals boy, she's like, and it has to be a secret. The Jandals is like, can I keep a secret? And she's like, oh, we should be more focused on you. But this is, uh, we're not dealing with that. The plot of this movie is a family doing secret Santa that's too cheap to buy extra shit. Uh, spoiler alert, they don't even do nice things for each nope. other. But we'll get to it. No, nope, because yep. they couldn't think of anything. Anyway, so, yeah, and Jordan doesn't want to play their silly game, but she's being a real trooper about not just saying, this is fucking stupid and you people are crazy. Kelly's still being a bitch. And this is where they name the dog, too, right? G2? Yes, because... What the fuck is wrong with you people? G2? (laughs) G2. We'll call him G2 because a string of random numbers was taken. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, so Corbin Burnson's character, they all call him Mr. G. And because the dog is sweet and cute and Corbin Burnson is sweet and cute, they call him G2. You know, like the off-brand Gatorade. (laughs) I just I I feel like Corbin Burnson was standing in a boardroom with a screenwriter screaming and yelling. And they named the dog after me. And everybody talks about how good a shape I'm in. Look at this. Dude, push-up contest right now, you little pussy. <laughs> Punch me in One, the abs. Two. <laughs> I'm done. How many did you do? I'm asleep. <laughs> All right. So Eric runs next door now to see if Corbin Burnson can help him build his Jesus crib. And I this, this is not humor they were going for. You can tell because it landed, right? Because he says, hey, Mr. Burnson, I need a place to put Jesus. Do you have... Wood and a lot of nails. <laughs> Not what they were going for. And, and no. now they have a, a building a crib montage. And look, I don't know anything. This could have been picture perfect. It seemed wrong. He had a handsaw at one point. There was a whole bunch of stuff. Everything that you wrote about how it seemed wrong, I'm just dying laughing. Like, yes, you literally measured twice. Why would you measure twice? So you measure only twice, to cut, cut once. once. Why would you want to cut <laughs> twice? What? No, you don't cut twice. You measure once and you cut once. No. Nope. Oh my nope. god. Why do you measure twice? Someone my, my, my dad you... would beat the shit out of you right now. Are you kidding me? My dad what? has no idea about this movie or about what you're saying, but he is furious right now just by like psychic instinct. You know, you don't. He's, ju- oh my he's god! Got, Eli's got in there like, why would you use glue? You're using nails. Yeah, my dad's sleepwalking into his shop in the basement and just throwing a fucking old peanut butter jar full of twelve penny nails from the thirties because he's angry at you psychically for saying that. You measure why? twice. Why do you measure? Someone explain to me why one measures. So twice. you don't fuck it up. So you don't yeah, waste wood. Measure carefully once. <laughs> no. Measuring is not a difficult activity. 
says gar- a guy who's I, we're, never We're going to measure something anything. with a tape measure next time I see you. I guarantee you get it wrong. I, I would just, I would love to see what Eli comes up with for the fractions. And nine <laughs> fourths is nine. All yeah. right. Corbin Burnson actually has trouble with this first thing. Yeah, he does. does. He confuses himself. Like the the saying is again, measure twice, cut once, and he's trying to like explain this visually to this kid, and he confuses himself trying to line up those <laughs> numbery words with the actual <laughs> number of fingers. So like yes. he's putting up two and one finger at the wrong time. He's it's like playing rock paper scissors with himself over there. <laughs> All right, so they have a little building montage where Eli learns how wood works. I guess for the first time, everything. About this, they they use nails, but then they also need glue. Why do you need both of oh those? Oh my things? god, my dad is stabbing you with a very small pencil. <laughs> it's down to the litty, tiniest little nub that he should have thrown it out but a long time really ago. But it's also really fucking sharp. But somehow. he's not. He's gonna stab you with it. It just eventually it disappears inside his thumb. I don't know how he does it, but he's gonna stab you one more time before that happens. All right, so he finishes with the Jesus bed just as Landon comes in, and come on, like. This crib looks like wet shit. Wasn't there an adult overseeing this <laughs> Yeah, <project>? right? <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, you measure twice and everything. When you're done, it's supposed to look better than that. So Eric runs off to show everybody his, his crib. But as he does, he forgets his hammer. And Corbin Bernson's like, huh, somebody needs to return this hammer to the house where that girl that you like is going to be. And Landon's such a fucking idiot. He's like, uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like watching Heath flirt. Finally, like Gordon Burns is like, if you're gonna nail Jordan, you'll need a hammer. I can't be more specific than that in a Christian movie. I why would I hit her with a hammer, Grandpa? <laughs> You've gotten violent in your old age. I think your son's setting. God damn you! Fine. Hammer contest, go! Uh, <laughs> hammer twice, measure three times. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so he goes. The, Eric goes back to the show uh, to the house to show him the little shitty crib that he made, and of course, Kelly is brutally honest. Oh, I love her so. I know she's supposed to be the bitch, but she's the great. She keeps just yelling out roast stuff like before I can even type it. Like, <laughs> she, she like she just turns to camera. Well, you're a youth pastor who hugs for too long. You will love this. <laughs> she's the greatest. All right, yeah. So then they decide, well, okay, now that they have a nice shitty crib, they need to go straw shopping. Straw shopping. Dad is still off of work for this. Right. Okay. Movie. The thing about this movie is it's trying to pitch like you should do a baby Jesus basket. It's we're elf on the shelf now. And so what they're trying to do is they're including like, and you could take your family to a local farm and go. Straw shopping. I don't know, man. Please. <laughs> we really didn't have anything. Elf on the shelf did so well. I just want to keep it a little yeah. of that money. <laughs> also, they're just trying to get their stupid fucking Tundra title into it here. Yeah. They're just like, okay, this crib kind of fucking sucks, but it it sure does need one of the words in the title still. <laughs> does, does it need a the? No. No. A last? Does it need a last? Is that what you said? No. Straw? Yes! Straw! <laughs> and they're way too excited. Just like, let's get in a minivan and find some fucking straw. Let's yeah, go. It's, they're, they're pretty stoked. And of course, uh, Landon is going to go straw shopping with them because, I mean, 
Jordan's pretty hot. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. All right. So they all go get some straw is a scene in the movie. They did it. <laughs> they found an activity worse than apple picking, everybody. Straw picking. Uh, I wanted this to be just a huge montage, like the rest of the movie. Like if they had done that, <laughs> that would have been like funny. If it was oh. just a, an hour to finish the movie of them just getting straw. It's like the 20 minute act change in Remains of the Day where Anthony Hopkins keeps serving the tea. Exactly. Yes. Oh, and also, by the way, I know this is a tiny little thing, but dad brought along non-recyclable plastic shopping bags to keep the straw in as though the movie was just like, also, fuck the hippies. <laughs> you know, just because you're doing something with a farm doesn't mean you have to care. Set everything you don't choose on fire. Kid. <laughs> yeah, Get the fuck right. out of here. <laughs> and they're trying. OK, so they're trying to make this out to be like fun family activity. We took the kids down to the farm, but there's nothing to fucking do at a farm. So they're literally doing shit like, hey, mom, look what I found. And they're like, oh, that's an old bottle cap. Just a very common piece of trash <laughs> that you would find anywhere. Yeah. At least you won't need any tuition money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat it. Don't, you know what? Eat it. Go for it, kid. Maybe one of those moms who starts a charity after you to stop, so, you know. What's this? Uh, you're eating the shit. Just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Right. Right, fine. Muscle through. Now, while the That's kids straw. are getting straw, uh, Landon and Jordan are wandering off together. You can tell that this is a romantic scene because the camera is facing exactly into the sun. <laughs> and they're talking about they go to she goes to East High School and he goes to <laughs> high school to north to north. <laughs> yeah. I went to East Southeast. <laughs> no, I, I went to North. Fucking couldn't think of anything else. They're just trying to name, like, uh, you beat us at the ball game in the regionals. I went to, uh, what other I high school words do you know? <laughs> West, <laughs> lockers, abortion. Nope. Nope. And I, this is where I realized, oh, this is a movie for people whose life peaked in high school. So the budding romance has to be football centric. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> also, the middle of their conversation has a brief interlude about how awesome and in great shape Corbin Burnson is. Yes, it's the best. <laughs> and that is its only purpose because it halts the dialogue cold. She goes, you're nothing like your grandpa. And he goes, yes, I am. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> your team sure did beat our team in high school sports, huh? Oh, and pause. also, <laughs> also this is where we learn that he's an orphan, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, so, okay, uh, where are your parents? Probably alive somewhere, right? <laughs> no. About that. It's an awkward moment do you, again. Do you miss your dead parents? Yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> Would you like to do hand stuff? Yeah, right, right. He's like, also, if that's not enough for a pity blowjob, my grandma died this year. So. so. Nope. Okay, no. Okay, All right. Cool. Hard cut. All right. So, yeah, very hard cut. OK, so now they go home because nothing in this script could be assumed. Right. Like the, the viewers of this film would be like, but how are they not at the farm? So we watch him getting home. Landon's like, I'm not in this scene. Let me go. And then uh, Jordan follows him out. Right. So they can flirt some more. 
Oh my, and this is the, the one of the worst choices this movie makes, which yep. is that they bond over the fact that both of these all-American teen high schoolers love Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> it's so stupid. Specifically, The Raven. Yeah, they oh, both yeah. love The Raven. Yeah. She says, I'm going to be reading some Poe. And he's like, I know a Poe thing. <laughs> Raven. It's they could not pick something less appropriate for them to bond over. So I would love to be there, but I'm reading Hills Like White Elephants. Oh, I love that <laughs> short story. What? It's just a puff of air. Isn't it pretty to think so? You want to go on a hayride? <laughs> How did no one associated with this movie go, hey, isn't Edgar Allan Poe's stuff about death and yes. murder and, and pedophilia? Children. Yeah, exactly. Really explicit <laughs> pedophilia. Mm. Like okay. I, I, yeah. All right. So then, and this, by the way, <laughs> this goes the, them talking about how they love Poe goes on forever. Like, like the director was pissed off at Jordan and refused to call cut and just, I'll make him keep acting. Fuck them. Fuck that bitch. So this goes on forever, and eventually they leave. Landon and Grandpa are going to go in and try to make cookies again like Grandma used to, right? That's a major subplot. Major subplot in the non-plot of this movie. Yeah, right. All the plots are sub in this film. Okay, so now it's trying to draw names for a, from a hat for the big straw thing. That gets its own goddamn scene. Oh, yeah. and the little Jandals eats the paper. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's fun. <laughs> They turn away. He's got a mouthful of straw. Like, no, no. Okay. okay. Also, by the way, the beginning of the scene, they're they're doing the the drawn names from the hat. <laughs> it starts with Dad being like, "Okay, pencils down." <laughs> yeah. So they had they were that was them writing their names down. They had to put <laughs> yes, a, their own a fucking names. time cap. He was like, "And that's five minutes." Did everybody finish writing your name? Mom's like, ah, I <laughs> if anybody gets ma, that's me. That's, <laughs> that's me. me. All right. Wait, is anybody choking on grapes? We're <laughs> all choking on grapes. Okay. <laughs> Just give us a second. I'm going to leave. <laughs> he calls his dad out of work. <laughs> grandpa shows up. <laughs> all right. So, and, and Eric, by the way, is very upset by which name he gets. We don't see ever who gets anyone's name, right? We can assume that this is Kelly, but other than that, we never know, right? So this uh, is a movie about Secret Santas where we don't even know. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and it's never revealed. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wanted so bad for Kelly to just like, oh, okay, cool. She just smashes the crib, dumps straw all over it. Be like, you're welcome. Game over. You're, done <laughs> you nice. you're all welcome. The goodest deed of all. I'll see you guys when I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we get some some more of that good old fashioned porn setup, right? This is the point where dad's going to go in and have a talk with Jordan. Uh, but instead, this scene is just this shave and a haircut to my Roger Rabbit. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad walks in and he's like, all right, listen, we need to talk. Your your parents are worried about you. <laughs> She's like, about the cocaine? What? <laughs> no. Um... You said cocaine. The bullying? The bullying, yep. <laughs> it's a very scary thing. Bully, caffeine pills. Yep. 
Yes. This is Thanos. Right. Yeah, they talk about all of the consequences of bullying. And look, I mean, I'm not pro-bullying or whatever, but like, you know, she didn't glue anyone's asshole shut in this, right? <laughs> she made a slam page. <laughs> you know, what we do for a living. For charity, yes. <laughs> I wrote mean things about someone on the internet. Okay, but did you set up a Patreon? Like, there's a form yeah, to this. It's like I'm bullying Jordan. this movie as this is happening. It's so meta. <laughs> Don't do it freelance. <laughs> right. She goes, I took the page down. And the dad's like, you can't just take the page down. I was like... You have to die? What, what? <laughs> you have to cut off your fingers, make amends in the old way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. He also says at one point, he's like, now there are laws against cyberbullying. I'm like, not against <laughs> slam pages. What? Yeah. He actually says the stakes, you're almost 18. The stakes change when you're 18. Yeah. It's, that's when you get... Charged as an adult for slam pages? <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously? Like, oh, man, what are you in for? Meth and stabbing a guy. You? I made a meme about a kid who smells bad. <laughs> Cyber. Whoa, <laughs> do you want my fucking shoes? <laughs> <laughs> and then, again, they're trying to have this moment. And I didn't. We're not doodly doing, you'll notice. But he... <laughs> He goes, you know, some of these kids that get bullied, they don't make it. And I was like, well, how much do we? It's fine. It's great. It's, you dressed the way you did. You all turned out great. It's fine. Yes. The, the, the moral of this story is Eli caused suicides and he's not ready to deal with that quite yet. The same okay. morals my high school yearbook. <laughs> Just keep cracking those jokes, buddy. You're doing great. <laughs> All right, so dad has the, the bullying talk. Then he goes downstairs to eat dessert, which is the only thing this family does, right? Like, we will see 47 times of them walk into the room and everyone's having dessert. This family should just be swimming in diabetes. Oh, it's the best. If we <laughs> if we make a last straw, too, and they're all 350 pounds, just <laughs> Kelly's ramming a rascal into everybody. Out of the way, libtard. <laughs> I'm off to ghostwrite something for Rebel Media. This is such a great Kelly scene, too. This is where uh, uh, Jordan's going to come down and have dessert with the family. But just as she's coming down, Kelly's like, I sure hope that bitch Jordan doesn't come downstairs and try to have dessert with us. Oh, she's so good. She's just like, I'm eight and so much goddamn smarter than all of you. God. And such a better you guys are actress. such untalented actors. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Look at me. I'm literally, do you see me running circles and acting them around you right now as we speak? God, she pulls up a slam page of Jordan. <laughs> Look at her. Looks like a spokesmodel for Planned Parenthood. Good luck with that. Um, All right. And then we get the montage of the family doing nice things for each other, except these writers could not think of a single nice thing that one family member could do for another. So what we actually have is a montage of people doing chores. Yeah. Uh, Anna was watching this with me and she turned to me and she goes, did they all pull the mom? I don't understand. <laughs> Dad's bathing the dog. Did he get the dog? <laughs> I guess the dog wrote his name down faster than everybody else. Well, right, right. Yeah, he just got a little paw print. Okay, but here's the thing, though. If everyone's doing each other's chores, it cancels out. 
Yeah. Right? No one's doing anything for anyone anymore. Uh, I wanted Kelly to get in on this and just like hand dad a pamphlet about vasectomies. Just dump out another <laughs> bag of straw. There you go. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, so we watched that for a while. And I, I guess the movie has made it super fucking clear that this is all we're going to get in terms of plot. So we're going to call that the end of Act 2 and take ourselves a break. But first, I'm going to give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will the kids put more straw in the shoddily constructed crate? Will Eric ever find a place to pee? Is there going to be a plot beyond those questions? Find out no when we return for the impossibly prosaic conclusion of The Last Straw. Hey, uh, Richard, is, is everything okay? Sure. Yeah, why, why would everything not be okay? Oh, well, I mean, you, you rushed off from work early yesterday. Um, sort of some kind of family emergency is... Oh, right. Yeah, the grapes thing. No, it's, it's fine now. Thank you. For uh-huh. I'm sorry. Um, the grapes thing, is that what you said? Yeah, um, my kids were fighting over grapes, but uh, it's all better now. We, we made it through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did one of them, like, shove a grape... In another one of them? Uh, no, 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 no. They just wouldn't share the grapes. Oh, you're done. Um, yeah. So you're saying that you left work early yesterday because your kids wouldn't share their grapes and you left work? Yeah, that is what I said, yes. You realize this is a job, right? Like I write you checks. Mm-hmm, I do. And, and you work on commission also. That's, that's part of the, the calculation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember last month when you left early because of a medical emergency? Oh, yeah. Whew, man. Right. What was the nature of that medical emergency? My now wife? I'm just curious. My wife, she couldn't find the vapor rub. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you left early for a death in the family the week before that? Yeah, it was my son. Oh. Oh, uh, I'm I'm really sorry. I no, didn't, it's I didn't it's okay. That. He was trying his hand at stand up comedy, and it was not going well. I mean, that kid. Was... Right, right, cool, 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 cool. You're fired. So cool. There's that. Uh, question. So sorry. Can that wait till tomorrow? I just got a nope. text from my wife. She needs the pasta strainer off the top shelf. Is it on the top? Oh, yeah, it's on the top. I'm gonna go get it. Yeah, you better get it. I'll be back. No, you won't. I still work here. Don't come back. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our heroes, they were writing very angry emails to their agents about getting stuck in this sub Hallmark channel piece of shit. And we're going to rejoin the action with Mr. G and Landon having another go at making cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and their their shenanigans are so oh, forced. Yeah. Oh, man, we dropped an egg. And <laughs> they're ignoring the fact that they are bukkakied in frosting. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> That's right. They had to go, like, they have to find a way to visually show you that they made cookies bad. So they go with dropping eggs from 18 inches above the fucking counter <laughs> and being covered in flour. And way more sexual tension than I expected between grandfather and grandson. <laughs> I'm not judging it, but like, they were five seconds away from like, Tackling to tickling to kissing. Like it was yeah, really right. Close. That was not all icing on that kid's face. No. Exactly. All right. So and then they they make their cookies and they sneak them over to the neighbors, right? Because they're gonna do something good for them too, I guess. <laughs> Just they light a bag on fire with the cookies inside. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> oh, I think we did it wrong. Okay. 
right. We started so now campfire. it's time for the fucking football game that we've been setting up for this entire movie. I'm going to just tell you in advance, nothing will happen in this scene except that they will play football. Right? Like, yep. they're, they're, we've been talking about this the entire movie. There's no, like, major reveal that's going to happen. No character's going to take mm. a turn here. They'll they will, play little snippets of football well, with, yeah. like, pieces of Tecmo Bowl sliced in on the edit. <laughs> Again, they have this weird moment of like, all right, Corbin Burnson, no tackling. And he's like, maybe I am going to tackle you. I heard you say no tackling. Look into my eyes. I will tackle you. I've tackled you now. You're tackled. And also, Tackle. and I knew Heath would have a note on this one as well. Uh, Mr. G's team wins the toss and elects to receive. No, idiot. You defer. You defer. Yeah. Yeah. You try to get two possessions in a row around halftime. That's a rookie mistake. Idiots. Fucking idiots. All Take right, it seriously. Then, this is a football game. God damn it. <laughs> well, not really. Okay. Then we get some sportsing, right? Mm. So, well, I, we get what they're calling some sportsing <laughs> yeah. here. I will say the little girl throws a hell of a block in, in the, uh, that opening kickoff. That little girl is because nobody can tackle the little girl. So all she has to do is really get in front of them. She's killing it. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have stopped Heath. <laughs> you got to get under her pads. You just throw her. You get right under her pads, toss her. Easy. Menstrual pads. Nope. So, oh God. God damn it. Now I retroactively feel bad about what I said because it set that up. Also, they're wearing flags to yeah. show what team they're on. There's like eight nope. of them. You not can't just, remember? Not, not to show what not team to they're show, on. Nope. You, you pull the Are flag. You, that's seriously? how you tackle. That's what? what flag Seriously? You, you, you thought they were wearing colored tassels to I demonstrate they, which team they were on? I thought they were okay. wearing tassels. That's amazing. I was like, why would you need those? Because <laughs> that's what you do instead of tackling. You pull Eli would have been flag. an invisible oh. chameleon in this scene running around. <laughs> amazing. All right. So, yeah. And then, so they played flag football for a little while, but then Corbin Burnson goes full nam and starts tackling people. Again, Tackling people in flag football and two-hand touch is not a charming old-timey mannerism. It's assault. <laughs> right? In the movie about bullying, you think they would kind of be a little bit more tuned into this. Uh, it just it reminds me when all of us played football here at The Scathing Atheist. Okay, guys, are you ready for the big Scathing Atheist football game? I have to poop again. You... You literally just went. Noah said big football. Okay, but why would that really? make it worse? Okay, Eli, you'll run a post. Lucinda, you run a shallow slant and look for the ball when you reach the second bush. Got it? Sorry, I was tweeting. Am I the quarterback now? Is that me? No. No, you are not. Oh, I'm sorry. Were we not playing tackle? I thought it was tackle. Not in the coin toss. No. This is America. No, it's not like when Lucy does it to Charlie Brown. I'm doing it because I'm afraid. Heath, Heath, throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Heath, Heath, throw okay, me the ball. Okay, I could throw you the ball or, I mean, I could run it also. Uh, I could throw it to Andrew too. Or Eli, yeah, I could throw it to you. I could, well, I could run it. That was, that was the option I had originally thought of other than throwing it to you. I could run it. <sighs> All right. Just give me a second. Well, I've narrowed it down to either throwing it to somebody, maybe you, Eli, probably not you, or running it. I'm probably going to run it. But if I run it, then I can't throw it. So that limits my 
My options right Dude, there. I, I'd be standing here with both hands for, on you for 20 seconds. Timeout. Heath takes his eighth timeout. Oh! The Joe Gibbs of <laughs> touch football. Okay, there's a great visual gag of Lucinda side tackling someone in that sketch, but I can't do it because we're on the radio. Yeah, you got a picture no, of it. Right. She's just like, Andrew's standing there and she's just like, come on, motherfucker. She just takes Andrew out. <laughs> All right. So they play some football. And then they head back home to tell some Christmas stories because if this is on Pure Flix, you have to have the Linus moment, right? (laughs) Right. And they're trying to do, again, they're pitching a product, right? Now now we do the annual telling of the Christmas story, except they've been talking about mangers for months. So this scene makes no sense. It's like, do you know what baby Jesus was born in? And it's like, it's the word we've been saying literally throughout this movie. (laughs) Yeah. And but the kids are so fucking stupid. They're like a crib, a bed, a bed of nails, a uh, 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 pass, pass. <laughs> yeah, but the, she's like, no, he had to stay in a, basically a trough. And the kids are like, we're sure ha- happy that we have real beds. Jesus sure did suffer. He wow. I bet when I'm an adult, I'll be told about another kind of suffering Jesus did, and I will sure emotionally connect to that. <laughs> How many more times do we have to mention Jesus to change the curve on grading this movie? I feel like I've done a few now. And bless her little heart, Jordan's just looking around at them all like, I could have killed it in porn. I don't know why. I didn't just... Jesus. Yeah, oh, and also they need a baby doll to use for their little straw-filled Jesus crib, right? So they have the moment where all the kids march out their various dolls to see which one will be selected as Lord and Savior. This is very weird. This is a weird moment where the parents are like, no, your doll is not our Lord in the garden. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted Kelly to bring down her like crucified voodoo Jesus doll and be like, there. This is what we're using. Or a picture of your, your brother's face over it. It does. It does. Here, one and a half pound Jesus, historically accurate. Get with it. (laughs) I have a skin mask of mom, a skin mask of dad, whatever you want to put on it. All right. So then it's time for the big baby Jesus reveal, right? Like mom has dressed the little doll up as baby Jesus. And we get like her revealing the baby Jesus. And then they pick new names for the week because one time around on this scene wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, of course. And we should point out that a little kid, kid, backflip kid, he got the person he didn't want to help again. Eric, yeah. Uh-huh. He's yeah. super gotta, bummed. Already saw, just just hold up a title card that says Ibid from the other scene. Whatever, <laughs> just move on. All right, so we get through that. And now they're having some breakfast. The kids are fighting some more. And, and mom is upset with them like someone else is going to parent these kids for her. Yeah, I keep expecting her to turn to a nanny and be like, come on, (laughs) get in here. I have no idea what the fucking point of this scene was, right? Because the kids are fighting. Then we cut to the little girl making up somebody's bed and then putting in a straw. And now they're all happy. I guess it's, oh, when we play the straw game, the family stops fighting. Is that what we're going for? Who knows? I feel like trying to assign points to the scenes is a losing game. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So then, like er, little Eric goes next door to see Mr. G, who is chopping firewood. Yep. 
They live in L.A. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Corbin Bernston needed a uh, a chopping double to do Clearly. one strike of an axe. Also, wrong tool, idiots. You're going to want a maul, <laughs> not an axe. Like, at least a splitting axe, not that. So stupid. My dad's My dad's beating the shit out of these people so many times. How many times do you measure that wood before you use your mall no, and your it's not it's not it's, a, it's different oh my god hack all right <laughs> handsaw he's so angry right now right and what's so amazing about this scene is that they start talking about how eric doesn't get along with his sister instead of why the fuck this man is chopping wood in la well you can only imagine how that scene would go hey little billy what's the matter oh it's my sister she's always Wait, I'm sorry. Are you chopping wood? Uh, yep. Why? Oh, it's it's for the fire, you see, Billy. Oh, nothing like a... Sorry, I'm sorry. We live in Southern California. Uh, we do. But at night... At night, uh, it's 1847? Where did you even get the wood? Like, I mean, I would understand firewood, but you have unchopped wood. Where did you cut down a tree in L.A.? You want to start the campfire or not? <laughs> Yeah, but no, instead of that, he just gives some grandfatherly advice on how to get along with your sister. Oh, yeah. Not, he's like, look, man, if you want to fuck your sister, you got to schmooze her. Listen to this podcast about grabbing her by her pads. It's a weird thing. Okay. <laughs> Call back. Got to keep he, it in. <laughs> and he uses, uses the phrase, you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. That's so fucking... Why am I trying to catch flies? What kind of fucking weirdo is... Cat, I don't understand and, I, and also, you can catch more flies with a freshly killed corpse than honey. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so now we have another super useful scene. Um, the little girls are having a tea party when Eric comes in and someone's pulled the head off of his doll. Oh. That's the whole scene. That's it. And... Again, this is supposed to be like Kelly being sad that she's always fighting with her brother, but I'm just coaching her through it the whole scene. Kelly, embrace your hatred. Let the hate go through you. <laughs> yeah, like, like at this point, my notes are just like, oh, my God, this is just random shit from a dying man who always wanted to make a movie and his grandson had too much money to tell him no. Right? Because like nothing connects to anything from here on out. Right, like we go straight from that scene of, of them fighting over the doll's head to now Jordan and Kelly want to have a have to have a, a heart to heart in the bathroom. <laughs> it's so good too. Kelly's the greatest. Because yeah, they're having this little heart to heart in the bathroom. And then Eric shows up and he's like, I need to shit again. And Kelly's like, Go the fuck away. Sorry, Jordan. I was saying I need to be nicer to everybody. <laughs> you have any ideas? Yes. Shit in your hand and eat it. So I was thinking maybe I could just like be one of those people who like asks people how they're doing. Maybe <laughs> give them tips on where to shit and what to eat. I, I, I love that. I love too that like Jordan's thing here is she's like, well, Kelly, it's okay. I forgive you for calling me a bitch in every single scene you've appeared in so far. But be careful or you'll grow up to be a cyber bully like me. Oh, God, I want her to do, like, one of those scared straight programs. Yeah. Just getting marched through a federal prison. <laughs> you don't even know how many people I bullied up in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right. So now Jordan and Landon are going to flirt some more. And this part of the movie pissed me off about as much as the building shit uh, part pissed off Heath's dad. Because he, <laughs> she goes out to flirt with him and he says, hey, I thought maybe you could come over to my house later and we could have a Poe movie marathon. Poe movie marathon. They know that Poe didn't make movies, right? He wrote stuff. Then they I don't watch know that the they 1961 Roger Corman classic retelling of The Pit and the Pendulum. Like, like, this is not even a possible thing to do. Edgar Allan Poe movies is literally three Vincent Price movies, a Polish cartoon from the 80s, and some made-for-TV shit. <laughs> like, that's not even a thing that exists in the world. I just love that some fucking idiot involved with his script is like, what do smart people do on dates? What do college people do on dates? Probably watch Poe movies. I bet they love the famous, very, very talented writer that you eventually learn is a great writer, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Universally agreed to be fantastic at writing by everyone above grade nine. <laughs> Bell Fuck jar was amazing. <laughs> the gift marathon. <laughs> I love to like okay so so she's uh, having this conversation with him this is the point where she's like I regret bullying more than anything I've ever done and Landon's like well why don't you come over to my house and get some way more interesting shit to regret yeah uh -huh. we we can we can top this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, she goes full Jesse Spano here. I'm so scared, excited. And he's like, yeah, I'm emotionally invested in your problem. Let's talk about it later. Plus a hege. Bye. <laughs> so, all right. So then we cut back to the family house. Jordan's going to come and join them for dessert this uh, at this point. And I, I have this in my notes at this book. So I, I watched this on ChristianCinema.com. Uh, which is tough because unlike Amazon and a lot of the other movie services that we use, you can't scroll over and see how much credits there are. <laughs> right? So this movie was like watching soccer. I never knew how close I was. I don't know. Uh. How can it's a tie? <laughs> what? So. No, make him keep playing. <laughs> but okay. So now Jordan has to go have a talk with Kelly about being such a little bitch all the time. Right? Two scenes in a row. Well, two, two out of three. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they start talking and the writer doesn't have any way to resolve it. So they just start giggling in the middle of them talking, but really poorly. Yeah, It's amazing. <laughs> She's like, I will torture you. I'm going to tickle torture you. And I wanted Kelly to just be like, do it, motherfucker. I'll record that shit on my Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question for you, 10 year old. Why are you so much better than me at acting? What's going on with that? <laughs> Now that we're here. Oh, it's it's because you never had to develop a personality. Um, <laughs> okay, before you say anything, Edgar Allan Poe is not a personality. Nope. <laughs> You're just naming a person. You were about to say Edgar Allan Poe. I saw you about to say that. Not a personality. Nope. Edgar Allan Poe. Nope. Well, okay, so... <laughs> Name one other person who wrote anything. Alan Edgar Too Poe. Too slow. <laughs> <laughs> also, no, okay, so... Keeping in mind that Eli picks the movies for this show and we don't usually know what we're getting into this at this point in the movie, a very attractive young woman is surrounded by little girls going, can I sleep with you tonight? I was nervous as fuck. Yeah. Right? When Jordan does it, she's the hero. When I do it, I'm under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So now she goes downstairs. She's about to go to her big Poe movie marathon with Landon, but she has to stop to talk to mom and dad about how awesome they are for being nice to her. Oh, it's the, she's just like, hey, um, going over to Landon's. Do you guys have any lube I can borrow? I need something water based. Um, Is there any straw left or <laughs> why? Don't worry about it. Yeah. And uh, uh, but dad says be back before midnight. Corbin Burnson turns into a werewolf. And I'm like, fuck you. That's not how werewolves work. Go f- it's like we would have to be a full moon. That doesn't even make any fucking sense. <laughs> Inaccurate movie. So, OK. So now Jordan's at Landis to watch Ed- Edgar Allan Poe movies. <laughs> right. And it's time for Landon's confession. You see, he hazed someone and he ended up in the hospital. Yeah, I would love some details about that. Like, really? Was like something in his ass? Something was in his ass. <laughs> it's the best. I want it so bad. Because he goes, he goes, and then when I went to visit him, I found out his dad had died that year. And I wanted him to be like in a hazing ritual. Yeah. It was actually really <laughs> not really great. <laughs> kind of funny. You got to, got to miss funny. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed though. In retrospect, I shouldn't have laughed. But, but the key here though is Landon tells her, Hey, look, I, I apologize to the kid that I bullied and he forgave me right away. So you should go apologize to the girl that you bullied and odds are very good. She won't shoot you. Right. Yep. She, so now we're going to go, the two of them are going to go together while she apologizes to the girl that she bullied. And I was doing so good up to this point. <laughs> I was doing so good. Why couldn't you have cast just a normal human? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she, they get over to the house. You could tell, you could just tell when this girl walks into the movie, you're like, oh, Eli's having trouble. It's a goth kid. She she shows up at the door dressed like she came from Mardi Gras with the Night's Watch. All of my notes are just, I wrote and deleted another interstitial. I wrote and deleted another interstitial. Uh, if this is Eli, he just like punches this goth person in the face, gives him a finger and runs away laughing. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what I you could, looked I tried. Like. I was really going to try to apologize, but you, you dressed like it again. This is Oh, your God. Fault. I didn't realize you dressed like that at home. You just walk around your house like for you? That's for oh god. You have goth sweatpants? What does that even mean? I didn't even think that would exist. Do you wear those black tassels so we know what team you're on? That's <laughs> I love this line too, because the goth chick says, You don't know what it's like for to be tormented every second of the day. And I'm like, every second really <laughs> Every that seems impractical. Like somebody's going like, hey, guys, who has 2.34 and 18 seconds a.m.? I am not picking up somebody else's <laughs> shift again this week. Every second of the day. and But you didn't do anything about it, did you? You were like, ah, oh, I wonder why people are treating me this way. Let me take a gander in the mirror and see if there's anything that's different about this item than anything else on the grocery belt. No, it's fine. It's fine. It is funny. <laughs> it's funny. You can dress however you want. It's everyone's fault for not being nice. You gotta be nice. It's your fault for robbing the convenience store no matter how open the clerk leaves the cash register. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, just fucking relax about it. Go to college. Get crazy dick all the time. This goth girl definitely yes. does that when she goes to college. Or pussy or whatever she wants to get. Both. I don't care. Both. Then then make money and then laugh at this sad bully who is going to be a, a sloppy single mom at the five-year reunion. Like, it's perfect. There's a formula for this. 
Count to five in your head and she's pregnant. One, two. Really? You can't? It was two. It was two. You made it to two. She's pregnant. And now she's aborted it. And she's pregnant again. Learn to code. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Exactly. Look like an extra from the crow and you blame me for bullying. It's fine. No. Learn to code is the winner. It wins all of those scenarios. Everybody who got bullied, learn to code, you won. All right. So... But the goth girl does forgive her for the bullying. And then she goes back to the car to tell Landon it was a very good idea. They talk about how great Corbin Burnson is some more. And she kisses him on the cheek. (laughs) Oh, the kiss on the cheek and the Christian movie hug. And you can see both of these actors be like, there's no way this is in the script. We're supposed to kiss, (laughs) right? No. The woman at the Dove Foundation literally fainted when we suggested it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like bloody shit ran down her pantsuit. It was it was not fun. <laughs> All right. So then we cut back to the family at the table eating dessert some more. All these people do. Yeah. Is eat dessert. And drawing names from a hat. Again. Again. You're going to want to get that scene in there a third time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck, I feel like I missed the nuance of this scene the first two times. It's good. It's rule of threes. You want three of the same scene. I love, too, that this movie is about them doing this straw thing with the Secret Santas, but it never factors into the story, really. Right? That's what this movie's about, and also it's never about that. They could have worked it in. Like, like mom could have, like, picked herself and just, like, Grabbed the Hitachi wand out of the drawer and walked upstairs. <laughs> oh, it would have been great. Comes back down with a bale of hay, drops it on the table. Or or one of the other kids could have picked mom and walked up with a Hitachi wand. I'm fine with that. Uh, and here's the crazy thing. The kid's so mad, right? He runs away because he picked Kelly again. And the, the moral that this movie presents us is mom goes, okay, you want to switch? Because, I mean... Kelly is a fucking... It's not like sometimes you got to be nice even if you don't want to. It's just like, yeah, Kelly's a bitch. What are you going to do? Who do I have? Okay, I'll take Kelly. You got dad. You got to fuck dad tonight. All right, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, this whole fucking scene is so creepy, right? So he picks the the name. He gets angry again. He gives a Darth Vader no and runs out of the house. Mom goes out to the shed where he's got his little secret fort. And he starts talking about, like, I've gotten Kelly all three weeks. The odds of that are fucking astronomically low. Um, and, and, One and he in says 343. I'm he, I, like, I understand that he's pissed. I want yeah, right. a flash no, cut to Kelly replacing all the names in the hat with her <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kelly. Um, but also, he says at this point, he's like, I've been trying to be nice to Kelly. I even laid out her nightgown. That's creepy, right? Absolutely creepy. Like, That's no, mom, terrifying. you don't understand. I even touched my little sister's underwear. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, he's saying, like, mom, I'm pretty sure I'm going to beat the fuck out of that bitch, and that'll ruin Christmas. And mom says, no, the fact that you haven't beat the fuck out of her means that Christmas is great. And she's right? so good at fucking roasting you. You got to let it go. She's hilarious. <laughs> you do look like Chunk on chemo. That was so funny. Come <laughs> on. Can you roast back? No. You're no? a normie. Exactly. Right. You deserve well, it. Why don't you get married, have some kids and die then? Right? Want to learn to code? No, you're stupid no? too. Okay. Right. Doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but then they, as near as I can tell, Resolve the film's central conflict by mom saying, no, no, I'll switch names with you. 
I'll That's it. it. That hey, is shit. the moral of the story is look, if your kids don't get along, they don't fucking get along. <laughs> 18 years, they're out of your fucking house. <laughs> Whose business is that of yours? So Oh, and we 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 glazed over this earlier, but at one point in the movie, Mr. G, Corbin Burnson's character, has a snowball making machine. These right? are real, by the way. I yeah, it up. no, they are. They're, they are. Wait, that's re- like, like people own snowball makers in like California because they can't get snow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, it's like it's a gag thing that you use once and then wonder why you bought. But yeah, but yeah, like it. it, it so, but they have a scene where like he gets uh, Eric with a snowball, and then we have another scene where Eric gets him back because the guys who made that snowball machine were like, "Look, you can use it for free." You can use it for free, but just, they have to use it in the movie. Casually and work have in a lot of the snowballpowie.com. The yes. snowball. Po- what do you mean? How do you spell Powie? Spell Powie. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> it's an IE. Assholes. <laughs> and also, okay, but this is the greatest fucking thing. Again, this is a, an accidental comedy setup that this movie doesn't realize it's making. Because first we see. Eric getting a snowball together, right? So that he can get his sweet, sweet revenge. But then we cut up over to Corbin Burnson, who is looking at a picture of his dead wife and mourning her. Oh, I wanted him to get hit in the face with a snowball while he was mourning so bad. Just bam, gotcha, down. <laughs> just like your fucking wife. Does, oh. though. <laughs> That's almost exactly what happens though, right? Because he's looking at that picture talking and then there's a knock on the door. He comes to the door and the kid pelts him with a snowball. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Great. I want to see all 20 takes like because he gets he he hits him in the chest is what we mm-hmm. see. But I want to see the takes when this kid clearly hit Corbin Bernson in the face a bunch of times. Just like, <laughs> all right, seriously, I won't do it this time. Seriously, no, no, no. All right. No action. Blam face. How stupid are you? <laughs> seriously, that was the last time, though. OK, give me another snowball. Action. Tell him to stop saying kiss, kiss, bang, bang when he throws it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but now we also have to have the scene where Jordan tells the family that she's had a lot of fun and learned an awful lot about the dangers of cyberbullying, but she's going to have to leave pretty soon because the movie's almost over. Oh, right. And she says at one point, she's like, hey, you know, this dog that I took, um, I can't keep him. So you guys are going to have to do that. It's like, uh, I have a better idea. We and I thought they were going to just be like, drown it. We're this movie. But no, they're going to give it back to. (laughs) Mr. Yeah. G. Yeah. Okay. So now we cut to Jordan and Landon uh, at Landon's house. She's giving him a gift. It's in a gift bag because she's lazy and doesn't really give a shit. Okay. Some of us, <laughs> some of us can't rap. It's a real yeah. illness. Find somebody who can rap and one and out of eight hundred. Just at the fucking mall, they'll just rap it for you. No, I'm not going oh. to Papyrus to be judged. <laughs> no, <laughs> going to Papyrus. I got to make my way past seventy-five calendars. Ask some girl to rap it. No, uh-uh. I'll meet her out back. She can do some down low rapping. Stand on a line whether they're sad, pathetic men. No. People with arthritis and me. No, thank you. And hey, guess, guess what arthritis. she got him for Christmas? The it's- House of Usher. Okay, well, she got him just a book and he looks at it and he's like, Edgar Allan Poe, right? <laughs> but he got her the House of... Like, I'm sorry, isn't that a nine-page story? Yeah, it's a nine-page story about, look, I'm not burying her body because I want to fuck it. And then the ghosts <laughs> and demons drag the house into hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then she points out her favorite poem in that book. 
Yes. And has him read it out loud, which is weird. Uh. But that's when we find out that her favorite poem, because this movie's fucking stupid, her favorite poem is the second half of a poem. Yes. <laughs> He's, he starts reading the second half of him. <laughs> that's her favorite poem. Jesus. Idiots. How hard <laughs> that that takes like so much extra effort to get wrong. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, exactly. I guess that's just where the page started that he opened it to. <laughs> well, because at some point they were in the last day of shooting and they were like, we should actually read some Edgar Allan Poe. And they had to a PA frantically flipping pages. It's it's all about a dead teenager. It is no, it is, <laughs> there's nothing that Dove let us do. Okay, yeah. I got a I got a second half of something that isn't explicitly about a teenager uh, that the first half absolutely makes clear is about a teenager. There's gay sex right at the beginning, but we, we <laughs> skip halfway down. Really? There was gay sex at the beginning of Edgar Allan Poe's poem right there? Okay. <laughs> so. All right, but then they have an actual kiss, right? Like Ooh. by far the kissiest kiss we've ever seen in a Christian movie. Yeah. And then Corbin Burnson walks in and she tells him that they're going to give him the dog back. This is the moment where the dog growls and then very clearly bites Corbin, Corbin Burnson. It's the best. <laughs> and he's just got to like play it off like, haha, what a little scamp. It's the best. He's like, oh, I missed you, boy. Oh, God. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Did I mention I had some jam earlier? Well, <laughs> off to the jam factory. <laughs> I'm getting losing. <laughs> all right. So now it's time for Christmas dinner. And the kids come in all dressed as cultural appropriation to put baby Jesus in the manger. The now, try hard branding is so weird. Oh, God. Okay. So, but. Seriously, like, imagine you got invited to somebody's house for Christmas dinner, and then this happened, right? Like, the kids start coming out dressed as the three wise men carrying a baby Jesus to a manger. Uh, I would be going through the fucking windows. Start bidding on one of them. 25 bucks. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, don't get mad at me, Alan. What are you? I, you dressed your kids up like adults. What am I supposed to think? <laughs> you let go of her pad. And then Corbin Burnson, by the way, cuts the kids off. Right, the kids are about to lay the baby Jesus in the manger. He's like, it's in my contract. I laid a fucking baby Jesus in a fucking manger. Why don't you guys talk about my biceps some more? I, I have a monologue and I am going to weep. <laughs> <laughs> it was Roger motherfucking Dorn. That was in theaters. God damn it. <laughs> All right. And then we cut to Eric laying out Kelly's nightgown again. Because it wasn't enough to hear about this. Oh. And they walk in while this is, I wanted to be like, are you sniffing my nightgown? <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just making sure it was clean, big, big little sister. You were making sure my nightgown was clean? Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a good Let me ask brother. you something. How many minutes before you take a shit? <laughs> How close are you right now? Negative two. Really close. Yep. Yeah, you already did. There you you all right. And, <laughs> and also, by the way, at this point, he gives, because the whole time they've been fighting, she wants his remote to play with his remote control truck, and he won't let her, right? They've been fighting about that through the whole movie. And so he gives her the remote control truck at this point, right, to do a sweet thing for his sister. But they were supposed to be doing secret shit. So is she supposed to wonder who gave him Eric's truck? <laughs> Just <laughs> mom being break. like, nailed it. I got her by the last week, so I gave her Eric's truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now, by the way, it's over because the end. Right? 
Like the movie ends on that little moment. And, and but but before it can end entirely, they come up and say like, and by the way, that kid, that, that Eric, the kid that, that was based on died. So if you've been making fun of him through an entire fucking episode of a podcast, feel bad, motherfucker. You're, you're a cyber bully. <laughs> Did he die of diabetes because you fed him ice cream every second of the shoot? No. Neither here nor there. He's dead. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. But yeah, no, that's the end. Would anyone like to take a stab at the moral of this story? Duh, no matter how much uh, they tempt you, nobody deserves bullying. Straw. <laughs> straw. Straw. I was thinking, leave your sister's underwear alone or God will kill you. That's the best I could come up with. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for our review of The Last Straw, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to renew our weekly contract. So, Eli, tell us. What's on deck? A little Christmas business. Oh, Jesus fucking. We're going to do that all what? goddamn month, aren't we? It's our Christmas-tacular. All right. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 172 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Skating Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slatnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Jordan went on to become way less attractive and was forced to develop a personality. She pretends that she's read all of Proust. <laughs> Perfect. Kelly went on to do battle with Gandalf on the bridge of Casa Doom. Corbin and Landon never spoke about that kiss over the cookies, but they both knew. They knew. All right, this I don't is think that's a realistic skit. I just want that. <laughs> Morgan, keep this on record. I'd be an amazing quarterback in a game of touch football. He, he would be. He'd Put be the ball wherever I want. Make it fucking rain out here. Want in, in First team in <laughs> the state. As the, quarterback. the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands, and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus, creator meetups, networking, and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. <laughs>